actually buys cannabis? <laughs> We're going to do a report on demographics and see who actually is buying cannabis. There's a lot of influence and sales and trends within the industry. There's new markets entering the industry, brands constantly emerging and consolidating, other global factors continuing to influence supply and demand. So it's time to take a fresh look at who's buying cannabis. It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. First up is comparing men and women over the last couple of years. You can see from uh, this graph, at least, sales uh, to both men and women consumers have grown with sales to females raising a little bit faster. So when you look at uh, the first quarter of 2020 and then the fourth quarter of 2021, sales to females increased 55% uh, while males increased 49. Women typically are the, the buyers of the households, but I highly doubt that they're going to the store and buying weed for their, for their man or you know, they're not buying it for their kids, right? So that's what kind of makes this is a little bit more interesting is you know that it's for personal consumption rather than uh, just the head of the household buying stuff for, for everyone else. How old are these folks? Let's take a look at, uh, not to be ages, let's see, you know, who's buying it and how old they are. Uh, maybe the most notable trend here when look, looking at the raising sales for customers is the Gen Z group. So total market share nearly doubled over the last two years, raising from 8.3% in the first quarter of 2020 to 15% in Q4 last year. So largely influenced by the fact that they're only customer age group with new customers entering the market. So as they turn 21, head into the pot shop. See if there's any difference between the US and Canada by age. Um, difference in sales to each customer age group in the US and Canada during the same time periods that we're looking at. A major like one difference, I guess, is the Canadian Gen Z customers in comparison to their American counterparts. There's higher sales there. Maybe that's because they're only 19. I'm, you know, you only have to be 19 in Canada to buy in comparison to like 21. So there's a lot more people in that pool. Uh, as we just mentioned, uh, in the U.S., Gen Zs, as they become of age, they're going into the stores, right? Well, they're not waiting as long up in Canada, therefore giving them a little bit more of an increase in, in that category. So good, all that stuff combined, the demographic group, the age, the gender, all of that stuff for U.S. and Canada. Um, several groups with like almost identical sales between them, like millennial males, um, but in most demographic groups, some significant differences as, all, as well. So looking at um, both Gen Z and millennial females, they had a lot higher sales in Canada last quarter than their American counterparts. In fact, the females overall contributed 36% total sales in Canada, while in uh, the U.S. it was only 32 how much are they buying when they go in? I like going and checking this number out because it kind of tells me, are they going into the stores? Are they ordering it online? What are they spending when they go? Is it a matter of convenience or do they bulk up? I kind of like seeing what uh, what people do. Diving in and, and checking out this graph on the average basket size for each demographic group and kind of see how much they're, uh, how much they're buying, how much they tend to spend per visit. Uh, looking across the generations, looks like male customers are purchasing more expensive products than females. And then look at basket size, um, significant trend of larger average transaction sizes uh, as the customers 
age increases. Makes sense. They have more money as they get older and going to spend more. So female baby boomers spend on average 70 bucks per transaction. It's 40% larger than the Gen Z because they have more money. So they're probably also looking at topicals and tinctures and things that um, some of the younger crowd is not going to go after. So a, a bottle of a thousand milligram tincture, hundred bucks, forget about it. They're probably buying like an $8 gram of flour of $3 pre-roll or whatever. So more money you have, more you're going to spend. One of the more fascinating trends though, is the difference between various product type categories across the age group. So there's several categories that are clearly much more appealing to younger or older customers while categories tend to appeal to all groups. So you'd see that the likelihood of any customer purchasing a vape pen is inversely related to their age. I'm not exactly sure what the reasoning behind that is. Maybe it's that the older generation still feels that they can't go in public and use these, whereas a vape pen is all about convenience. So you're going to take that with you. You're not going to use a pipe or a pre-roll. Maybe it's going to be about the convenience. So maybe the baby boomers just are would rather stay at home and hide it rather than have a matter of convenience, which is what the vape pen uh, truly represents. When you look at edible share, drastically increases alongside customer age. Pre-rolls, on the other hand, uh, remarkably consistent across all age groups. So that's about convenience, familiarity, uh, price points. When you look at the same information, but just separated between men and women, looking at the portion of total sales within each category from either men or women, some of the products are over-indexed towards males like concentrates and flour, and then others are skewed towards females. Like for half of all the dollars spent on topicals in the fourth quarter of 2021 were by female customers. We'll probably see more differences like that. I mean, if if you were to look at a cosmopolitan or a, you know a sugary cocktail it's going to be predominantly women and then i would think you know a shot of tequila or whiskey or even beer might be predominantly men you're going to have your your gender differences and it's going to be pretty interesting to see how that rolls out when we look at uh, the category of how much people are spending based on their age for specifically concentrates and edibles, younger customers are giving much more their total spend to concentrates than older. Makes sense. It's a, it's a ritual to dab. Not a lot of people don't understand dabbing to begin with, and they don't want to invest in equipment at all, uh, a pipe or otherwise. That's why pre-rolls typically uh, are doing pretty well. White women 50 and older are the number one uh, demographic buying pre-rolls, which I would not have guessed. But, you know, they want to burn it and go. They don't want to pipe or anything like that. And I think men are more habitual, maybe. They don't mind grabbing a pipe and uh, I, I'm, I'm totally guessing. Um, let me know what you guys think, though, in the comments. What, what, do, peop, what do you use? Why? And uh, why do you think that, um, you know, more men use uh, concentrates? Uh, male consumers are spending more on concentrates, uh, edibles, Opposites with the higher wallet share towards females, relatively spending a lot more as that uh, edibles increases for that wallet share. Female baby boomers' wallet shares are more than three times higher than that of male Gen Z. So older females are buying three times more edibles than younger males. And again, I think that has to do with money. Older you are, more money you have. Uh, and they're probably buying RSO. 
If you look at the sales of Rick Simpson oil, I bet you the younger kids are using that as an edible. I sure, I don't buy edibles. I'm not going to spend, you know, 15 bucks on a hundred milligrams. It doesn't even do anything to me. So I'm going to go out and buy RSO. And I'm guessing some of these other folks are as well. This last graph shows a contribution over the last six months, broken down by age group uh, to the category of edibles. So the top graph 39% of California edible sales were driven by millennials, but 40% of foot edible sales were from that age group. So the results are slightly over-indexing the millennial group for that brand. Just did a podcast and included kind of year of the brand, which you know we kind of dissected and said it's probably not, but folks are definitely moving away from highest THC at lowest, lowest price point because they've been going and they understand which brands they want. So what we're seeing is these two brands succeeding uh, with certain age groups. So Foot is a bright and playful value price brand succeeding with younger customers, um, getting you know Gen Z customers. And then on the other hand, plus on the other hand, doing much better with the older customers, probably due to more understanding of branding and experience-based product lines. We run these reports because it's important and vital to understand consumer behavior, building both successful brands and retail operations. Some folks are bringing products to market without doing any data or analysis, which makes the reports like this all that much more valuable. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name is Kira Reed, and I'd like to invite you to be inspired by the women who are leading in the cannabis industry. Each week, we will discuss empowerment, leadership, and what it means to be a woman in charge in marijuana, hemp, and CBD. As the founder of the Women Empowered in Cannabis community, I have had the great pleasure to get to know many brilliant and talented women who are CEOs, executives, politicians, advocates, and community leaders that are focused on creating a cannabis economy that is just, fair, and equal. We'll learn how these women make decisions, how they navigate a predominantly male industry, and what they're doing to level the playing field for women. I hope you'll join us.